Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! There's a couple things I want to get to here today uh, regarding that Bar A remote, which is two weeks from tomorrow, and uh, there are some issues that I want to make sure we get taken care of, and I want to make sure our listeners who are going to make the trip over, Dave in Maryland, uh, you know, Hayden taking a table up, and Hayden's going to have a conversation with Steve, try to get that radio program settled in Christmas Eve for his appearance on uh, uh, NFL Live, he's going to be on with Steven uh, and Lekas late in the day after the uh, Jets play Washington, we're going to organize that for him, uh, but uh, Monica's going to come down, and, and we got a lot of people. I mean, who knows? Maybe Mike and Jim from Orange County will make the flight over uh, across the United States and show up and have some laughs. Uh, this program now has taken on a life of its own. Neil Best is going to make the trip down. Uh, I was told from Andy Fitz, Jimmy Trainer, uh, my man Jimmy, who bothered me this week because when he talked about sports media personalities in this month's issue of Sports Illustrated, that's the uh, huge, you know, influencer issue that they do in the middle there's someone there's nothing else to write about he put uh, Pat McAfee in the mix and he didn't put me in there or Stephen A so that bothered me with trainer but he's going to make a trip down but I'm very concerned right now for two things leave it to Steve to screw it up again he of course the orchestrator of the Bizarro remote uh, which Bill Zimmerman who has since been uh, you know, removed but anyway, no, with Bill and I that of course down at the great adventure at the Bizarro which uh, you know may or may not have uh, uh, resulted in and some uh, exits. Uh, that, of course, Joe Montana was our highlight. Two people came by and said hello uh, at the Bizarro. That probably was in 2009. That was a Steve uh, production. And then, of course, the disaster, which was the sound alike, which was a Steve and a Mel Carmerson deal. Steve was, was told by Mel under, under any uncertain terms, do a good job for our guy here, and he did not. Five people showed. And now Steve is in charge of this Bar A thing, and we got a problem right out of the gate. The ad that Steve uh, orchestrated and uh, copyrighted and put together and put it on the SiriusXM website has already got the wrong time on the show. So the dope, first off, he put Mad Dog Russo instead of Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Even dogs have a name, Steve. That's number one. Then number two, he put it at three to eight instead of three to seven. Now, unless they're going to pay me more money... Uh, you know, or, or something along those lines, you know, or I pull a Howard Stern and charge him double for working an extra hour. I mean, that's ridiculous. They screwed it up and put the wrong time on the show. The editing test the band. We don't want to interrupt their uh, orchestration that day and their uh, and, and their concert, which is going to be on the stage at Bar A. So we're only on a seven. Steve figured out we're on eight. And that's just sloppy, unbelievable work by a guy who really is on it. The only reason he's here is because of me. And then he can't get it organized. So what I have instructed from now on, Steve is going to make a trip down to Bar A uh, either tomorrow or the following Friday. We go two weeks in the mall. You know, I got Fat Rob coming with his family. My family's coming in. I got Kira from San Diego, Tim from Northern Arizona, as he tries to make sure he gets a couple of recruits to play basketball for the Lumberjacks. Colin in from Wisconsin. uh, Patrick's coming down. I got the whole family. Eric Spitz, the general, is going to make a trip. Mark Chernoff. Or the, I even asked Stephen A to pop in. I mean, everybody's making a trip. And I'll be damned if I'm going to be embarrassed because Steve doesn't know how to put together a remote. Even Patrick Donnelly, one of the great lawyers that we've had at our company, who, who is you know been one of the great guys, and he orchestrated many of my contracts. Even he asked me the other day, can I get VIP tickets? And I had nowhere to go. So I am going to put Steve in a situation where he is going to do a reconnaissance hype announcement 
wants it, yes, a deal. Dan Abare, he's going to go down. He's never set foot in a joint. I've been here a million times. I don't have to do this. But he has never set foot in a joint, and he is going to go down there either tomorrow, and he's going to go down there on a Friday, and he's going to go down there at 3 o'clock, and he's going to stay at 7 o'clock until he understands exactly how this operation works. I want him to go on a Friday to get a feel of the event, and tomorrow will be a good day to go because it's supposed to rain, which is what we are concerned about in two weeks. So if Steve goes tomorrow and gets soaked, it actually is good practice for the scenario in two weeks because knowing our luck at Sirius and the weather in the North sea, Northeast and the disaster that we are with promotions, it's going to basically have a monsoon beginning at about 1 o'clock on the fourth day of August. So we are going to send Steve down. Eddie, do you agree? Steve needs to go down there and check this place out. Get the VIP section organized. Get the chairs on the beach organized. Make sure the stage is organized. Talk to Pat and Reggie, the guys there at Bar 8, and make sure the, the beers are flowing to make sure Fat Rob has his little table and he likes to eat with his uh, Hazel and with his lovely wife making a trip in from Rapid City. I mean, there's a lot going on. Monica, we got to make sure she's taking care of she's bringing her father for crying out loud showing that kind of respect mark from maryland's coming up all our loyal fan base how about robin scottsdale he's making a trip loves michigan football so i am going to make sure that i'll be damned now when i had that party at the Hall of Fame, Eddie, did I put together an absolutely superb event for 35 people the day before? Top notch. At the Langham Hotel. Top notch. Food, TVs for the football, uh, cocktails, you name it. Uh, you couldn't have done a better job, and it cost me a freaking fortune. You couldn't do a better job than I did, and I made sure for weeks I had invitations sent out. I handled it cor correctly. I'll be damned if I'm going to show up at that joint on 2 o'clock, and I even blew off high heat that day and it pissed off because I don't want to do high heat and then have to drive back and forth from the Jersey Shore up to Secaucus. So I even said to hell with that. I'm not doing it. I'm going to concentrate on Bar A, but I'll be damned if I'm going to go down there at 2 o'clock. Tory's not there yet and he pops in with a gummy and fap check with a dopey hat on and his gumbies and his cargo pants. Hey, where's the party? And we're sitting there and everybody's coming to me to saying, Chris, I can't get a seat. I can't get a beer. I can't hear the music. I can't see you. And I'm not dealing with it. I got Pat Smith coming from Man I got Jeff Heiss for this damn event. I'd be damned if Steve Torrey, who was a disgraceful publicist and knew how to create, he can't create a damn thing. But this time I'm going to make sure he is going down there tomorrow. He's going to make sure Monica has her seat. He's either going to go down there tomorrow or next Friday. And he is spending the afternoon. And he's going to get that damn thing straightened out and straightened out properly. I'd be damned if Jimmy Trainer and Neil Best and the Asbury Park Press, I'd be Damned if they're going to be embarrassed because Story doesn't know what the hell he's goddamn doing. And this is this was Eddie's suggestion today. Christian didn't hear from me. He's awful with this stuff. Get him down here to take the case to join out. He'll get lost. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know anything about the Jersey Shore. Get his butt in his stopey, stupid Volvo and drive down there. And if he's got to worry about a vacation day, I'll take care of it. Sirius is rough with these vacation days. HR goes crazy. I'll take care of it. He can take it off my vacation days if he wants. But I am not going to be embarrassed under any circumstances. I trust Bar A, but they haven't been with me for 20 years. And I'm going to keep Spitz out of it. Now that, my friend, is a guy who knows how to organize an event. But I'm going to keep Spitz out of it because Steve is on thin ice. And if Steve can't put this together properly, he can go to hell and he can leave the company. Wrapped up on his Yankees. You know what he was doing today? Looking at every newspaper article you can find for Aaron Boone quotes. Who cares? Who cares? Do some work.
He even puts the wrong time on the freaking ad. Or fans are going to say, Chris, I'm coming down here because the ad said 8 o'clock. Why are you off the air at 7? Because they don't pay me enough money. That's why. Taking the family. I'm spending a fortune bringing Timmy in, risking his job. Kira from San Diego. And how about the fat guy from Rapid? Texting me today. Believe it or not, don't write it down yet. I'm coming. Jersey Shore, here we go. And I'll be damned if any of my friends are embarrassed. And Sirius XM can be very spotty with these events. Mainly because the guy running it is Dory. Not going to happen this time. Over my dead body. Get your butt down here tomorrow or next Friday and case the joint out. Nobody's as bad as the Yankees who uh, continue to flounder as far as uh, against bad teams. Number one, the Yankees in the last couple weeks against lousy ball clubs, ball clubs, they lost two out of three to the White Sox. They got beat five out of six to the Red Sox. They lost the game to Oakland, albeit came off a perfect game, but they did lose a game to the A's who've only won 26, 27 games. They lost two out of three to St. Louis. They lost three straight to the Angels, and they lost two out of three to the Cubs, and they lost two out of three to the Rockies. I mean, the Yankees have been awful. Awful against bad competition. They have hit 218 since June 3rd. That, of course, was the date when Aaron Judge went out with the uh, toe issue, and who knows when he is going to return. It sounds like, you know, he's doing some quote-unquote baseball activities. Uh, They have the third largest percentage of runs produced by home runs of any team in the league, 47.5%. So the Yankees, as usual, and listen, we all know the home run. Look at Atlanta. They hit uh, Atlanta one today. They hit home runs for their seven against Arizona. We all know hitting the ball out of the ballpark wins games in 2023 but the Yankees against good pitching don't hit home runs last year against the Astros is a perfect example and then the Yankees uh, this year when they don't hit the ball out of the ballpark and haven't had judge for a long period of time Stanton missed plenty of time too Uh, the Yankees if they don't hit the ball out of the park don't win because they can't score Uh, they they don't have a plan B New York Yankee baseball and that is a major problem they played the three game series here and Rory did make his putt for par so he finishes at even par 71. He did a nice job here on 18, getting his uh, par on the long hole. Could have been worse for him. Uh, Rory today, I'll go back to the Yankees in a minute. He birdied two. He bogeyed four and eight. And then he had a couple of, uh, he had a birdie on the other side coming home. Anyway, the Yankees uh, struck out 47 times in a three-game series against the Angels. And it's not like the Angels threw Frank Tanana, Nolan Ryan, uh, and, uh, you know, whomever else you can think of at them. Oh, even Otani, for that matter, who didn't pitch. So that's a major problem. The Yankees uh, just did not hit it all. They went up against Colorado, lost two out of three. And the Rockies, you know, Drew Erickson could have pitched for them against the Yankees this weekend. That's how bad the Rockies staff is. And the Yankees had trouble there, losing five out of six on a road trip. And believe it or not, the Yankees are 50 and 47 after 97 games. So if you do the math, the Yankees have 65 left. They are roughly 10 games back of Baltimore. They're eight back at Tampa. Baltimore right now has got 37 losses. I think Tampa's got 39. I can double check it, but it's right around that figure. And so the Yankees, who are in fifth place, not third or fourth, Red Sox are ahead of them by a game. Uh, t- Toronto was, lo- was winning today, so they're ahead of them too, but they had lost the last two games. Bottom line is the Yankees at 60 and 57, if, uh, 50 and 47, if you do the math, and if you think the Yankees got to win 90 games, they 
get into the playoffs, forget the division. They're not winning the division. But you think the Yankees got to win 90 games to uh, get into the postseason. For the Yankees to win 90 games right now, they got to go 40 and 25 in their last 65 games. And that's just to get the 90. They're 50 and 47 now. 40 and 25 gets them the 90 and 72. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good clip for the Yankees who have not played at that clip all year long at, uh, you know, whatever that might be, 40 and 25. That's basically uh, 660 baseball, a little less than that. So if you think about it, and if the Yankees do a little bit more of a pedestrian, you know, 38 and 27, which is maybe a little more likely uh, at 38 and 27, I mean, Listen, had an easy schedule here in the last two weeks and did nothing with it. They had the Royals this week and then the Mets, so maybe they can pick up a little ground. But, I mean, the bottom line is if the Yankees go, say, a more pedestrian 38-27, and that gives the Yankees 88 wins. And I'm not sure if 88 wins is going to get them in. And remember, they're not going to get home games because they're going to be worse than a four seed. And if they're worse than a four seed, providing, of course, in the American League, the third seed gets home field, which is the American League Central winner, the Yankees, not that it's a big deal, but the Yankees would have to play the wild card round all three games on the road. And the interesting thing about the Yankees right now is what the owner is going to do because the owner is, you know, spent a fortune in the wintertime. Rodon of $162 million, and he acted like a jerk yesterday, really upset at the Yankee fans jeering him from behind a Yankee dugout at the Alameda Coliseum when he you know, basically walked off the field having given up six runs and putting in the Yankees in an insurmountable hole. I mean, you know, just very poor behavior. Again, Yankee fan doesn't care how he did against uh, or for the Giants or how he pitched for the White Sox. The Yankee fan is not interested. It's the same thing with the Jet fan with Aaron Rodgers and it's the same thing with the Met fan with Justin Verlander. They are not interested. New Yorkers don't care. They didn't care what Randy Johnson did all those years years with Arizona, Houston, and, uh, and Seattle. And they didn't care what Brett Favre did with Green Bay. The, the, these fans do not care how you play for somebody else. Not in New York. Okay? That, you know, it, because if you do it in New York, that's what they care about. That's what they, they didn't care about Messier, who got booed out of the building before he won a Stanley Cup. Trust me, I know. I've been here a long time. And a Yankee fan, a Yankee fan right now is not interested in Rodon. And if he's going to go out there and stink, and he's been terrible since his return, he hasn't been able to go five innings for crying out. If he and he was hurt, and if he pitches badly, they're going to let him hear about it. It's as simple as that. A Yankee fan's a boo judge for crying out loud. At times, they can be fickle. So uh, the bottom line is the Yankees had a brutal road trip. But getting back to the original thought, I don't know what, in fact, Hal is going to do because he spent a half a billion dollars in the offseason. Of course, even more than that, with his expenditures, making sure Judge stayed and then 162 to the lefty pitcher. So I don't know what the Yankees are going to do there or what the owners are going to do as far as they're uh, in the next week. I mean, what are the Yankees going to do in the next eight, nine days to convince Hal Steinbrenner that they are championship worthy? He's going to uh, he's going to allow his GM who's been there for a quarter of a century to go out there and spend more money. Uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You have an unlimited payroll, Brian. Do what you have to do. You know, after Cashman's had a really basically eaten some contracts recently, one is Hicks and Donaldson's basically another. I mean, I just don't know if he's going to say, yeah, you got carte blanche, do your thing. I, I don't know if he's going to do that. Hey, he's, especially when he looks at Tampa and Baltimore way ahead of the Yankees. Tampa's got a payroll of about 70 million and so do the Orioles. I don't know what it is. It's less than 100, whatever it might be. It might be 80 and 60. I'm not sure the exact figures of both, but I know it's less than 100. And the Yankees are not going to, and, the, um, and I don't know if Hal's going to, you know, the old days, George would have done everything he could to bring players in. Now, he would have fired a GM and the manager, which would have driven you crazy, but he would have done everything in his power to bring new players in. I'm not sure if this guy's going to do that. I'm not sure. I got to be fair. I'm not sure. So we're going to keep an eye on this 
as far as uh, the next 10 days are concerned. The Yankees had a miserable road trip to start the second half after what was a very, very aimless end of the first half when they lost their last two games to Baltimore after they had won two in a row and then dropped two out of three to the Cubs, which is hard to do, which meant they ended the first half losing four of their first five. And then they start the second half losing five of their first six. So from that standpoint, I am not exactly sure what the owner is going to do here. And I'm not even that sure what the Yankees are going to do as far as making the playoffs go. Because, again, I don't know if 87, 88 is going to get there. You're going to win 90. And even 90 may not make it. And for the Yankees to get the 90, 40 and 25. And this is for a guy or a team that who knows when Judge is returned, that their record without Judge, I don't know what exactly it is. It's four or five games under since Judge has been out. June 3rd, and of course they're hitting 218 since Judge is being out, and just struck out basically 50 times in three games against an Angel pitching staff that can't get out of its own way, and that was Sands Otani. Sands, which means without, Otani. So this would be interesting here down the road of how the Yankees play it. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.